I don't want that to instill fear or worries about opening up a business and growing your business. But just note that problems can be a good thing because it helps you create better structure and analyze why did this happen and how can we help the situation um, and solve the situation in the future. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Today's episode number 14, I want to talk about what to include in your bridal contracts. Now, if you're not into the bridal industry, don't feel like this is not an episode for you because this really could be great for somebody who's doing big projects, whether it's on location, at a salon suite, or in the salon, anything that is going to be a high ticket item, this is going to be a great episode to listen to because contracts are really going to save your butt. Okay, you know that I love quotes, so I want to start this episode outright. And the first quote is by my beloved Tony Robbins. Tony, I love you. I think you are so wise and amazing at what you do. And he says, every problem is a gift. Without problems, we would not grow. I love this quote and I hate it at the same time because I'm constantly coming up against giants and challenges. However, every time that I come up against some challenge, I'm thinking to myself, How do I make this right in the future? If this was ever to come across my desk again, how do I handle it? How can I be better at being a leader? How do I be better about being a business owner? How do I be better about being a hairstylist, a makeup artist, a business owner? How just can I be better in general? And I would not be able to grow and be better if I wasn't aware of all of the situations and challenges that do arise. I don't want that to instill fear or worries about opening up a business and growing your business, but just note that problems can be a good thing because it helps you create better structure and analyze why did this happen and how can we help the situation um, and solve the situation in the future. So I love that particular quote. Um, Another quote that I really love a lot is from Bill Gates. Your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. The bigger that you get, that means that the more customers you are serving, which is great, kudos to you, but then that also means that you are going to be up against 
more unhappy people. You're going to have a great amount of happy people, congratulations, but then you're also going to come across unhappy people as well. Because remember, we can't please everybody. But those that we cannot please, I think that it's really good for our business because it takes, uh, it takes us to step back and really think about, okay, well, maybe what we're doing is not the best. Because in the beauty business, most customers are not going to tell us that they're not unhappy, unfortunately. Instead, they just leave. They go somewhere else. And you're just left in the dark wondering, what did you do wrong? What happened during that service or that last encounter that you had with that guest that they're choosing to go somewhere else because of you? You know, I would rather have somebody speak up and tell me that they're unhappy about this, that, or the other. So I have that opportunity to make it right. All right, so let's dive into this episode about contracts. Before we get into the contracts, though, we got to plan out and map out the beginning of the contact with this warm lead. So the first thing is we obviously have to um, have somebody in our profile that's interested in our services. So how do we get them from an actual warm lead into a paying client? My thoughts are I need to get them on the phone. I might email people back and forth, but honestly, I want to find out more information about this bride because not everybody's the best fit for us and we may not be a best fit for them. So if we're able to get them on the phone, the quicker we are able to determine if this is the right target market for us or if they really should go a separate way. So when we're on the phone with them, I really want to know what is their expectation I mean, first things first, are they in the are we in their budget? Can they afford us, right? And once that is determined, then we can find out more details about their wedding, what their expectation is, what their style is. You know, I'm always baffled when a bride will come across our business and reach out to us and they have this expectation of a particular type of hairstyle or makeup look or something about their wedding that is just it doesn't even match to what we do. Um, you know, I want to help everybody. However, you know, sometimes it's it's good to say no to people when you know that, you know what, that's just not our forte. We really just don't do weddings like that. And it's not really our style. I would recommend going to a different company. Be okay with saying no. Don't accept everybody because after you fulfill their wishes, nine out of 10 times, you're left burnt out. It's, it's not going to be fun for you. Maybe it's not going to be um, filling your, your soul or filling your pocket. Um, and if it's not matching either of those, then it's not a good situation for you. So I always want to find out more details about their wedding, what their makeup look is, what their hair look is. I want to find out how they came across our profile. Was it through the NAD or Google? I just like to know where they found us as well. Um, and speaking to them on the phone too, I feel like can give you a good um, impression of, is this a nice person? Or are they you know, a little bit more anxious. I mean, there's a lot of emotions going on when it comes to a bride. And so getting them on the phone, I can really find out more about their personality and what their style is and see if it's a good fit for us. So that's kind of like our, our first impression. After that, then that's when I can decide if sending them a contract is 
a good situation for us. So um, I want to create a contract that is going to protect us because that's what contracts are all about. It's about setting up that expectation. It's a clear expectation of what the service is are and what the agreement is and basically like your rules of how you want to operate your business. This contract is to protect you. It's to protect your team. It's to protect your reputation. And if you don't have a contract right now, girlfriend, we've got issues. We got to come up with a contract that's going to make our business more legit. It's going to elevate our business. It's going to protect you in the long run. And I would have to say that my contracts, I try to reevaluate them about every six months to make sure that I'm hitting the points that I need to. And yes, mine may be a little bit on the lengthy side, but I've also been doing bridal since 2014 and I have come across some pretty crazy experiences, but you know, all of those problems, yes, Tony Robbins was a gift and that's why my contracts are legit. You have to use good judgment. You need to find out now what lawyer you're going to be using because you can't just write out a contract and and it's going to be legit with the law in your state. You need to find some local lawyer, talk to them first. And um, what I would suggest is you write out your contract. You write out your contract according to what will work for your business, what your expectations are, what your rules are, then hand that information over to a lawyer because a lawyer does not understand the, this bridal industry. They don't understand the beauty business. They just know what's the law and, and what's legit and what's not. We do not. We do hair. We do makeup. That's not our lane. So make sure that you do reach out to a lawyer. I would not trust in buying somebody else's contract or using someone's contract that you found online Maybe you could use it as like a slight roadmap or some guidance, but you need to have a lawyer and you need to get that stamp of approval that that is legit because the last thing that you want in your business is to have some angry client, some angry bride decide that she's going to take your business down. She's going to sue you. Something, God forbid, happens and it is now your business has to shut down. That would be terrible, and I would hate for that to happen for you. So do your due diligence, take a look around, find out what lawyers are in your area, and see who would be a good fit for you. Now, mind you, lawyers are expensive. At least in my area, most of the lawyers are going to be charging about $300 per hour, and they have minimums. Some of the lawyers in my area also love to nickel and dime us. You know, do not be misinformed of how they charge and I would be very blunt with communicating with them. Give them a clear expectation and mind you, um, they work for you. You don't work for them, okay? So you just tell them and and be, don't be afraid to be aggressive about this, you know? Just because we're in the beauty industry does not mean that we can be taken advantage of. I would find some reputable, reputable lawyer in your area Give them clear expectations of what you want and what your budget is. So if $300 is your budget, be very clear with them. Hey, I need this bridal contract. I'm going to write it out according to what works for my business. I need you to look at it. I need you to change any of the verbiage or dialogue that needs to be um, written so it it withholds um, in our particular state. Um, And just make sure that that's legit. 
and make sure that they also are very clear on, I only have $300 for you. Um, I have been uh, bamboozled by a couple of lawyers in the past by not being clear on what my expectations were. And it was really scary. And I don't want that to happen to you. And so I just want you to be very well informed and know that you are in control of this situation. Just be just make sure that you are very transparent. Maybe even have something in uh, email written. I only have $300 to spend. If you are planning on billing me over this, you need to make sure that you stop working at that point. <laughs> um, and hopefully you come across a, a nice lawyer um, who is reputable and will take good care of you. And it's really great in business, whether you're a freelancer, a salon suite owner, salon owner, you, just have a lawyer. Have somebody else in your corner. They work for you, okay? Um, and it makes sure that all of that is in an email. So it's all recorded. It's all written down. And speaking about things to record, it's really great to record conversations with your brides. Um, not necessarily like recording, meaning taking notes on them. Um, the more brides that you get, the more clients that you see, the more that it can get confusing. I remember in the beginning, you know, I had a couple of weddings and it was like all fun and, you know, this is great. I took some pictures. Now I started getting more weddings and I'm like, oh, who's Mary? Who's Jill? Who's Ju oh, I, I can't keep up. And all of a sudden I had all of these weddings and I couldn't even keep track of, did they pay? Did they not pay? Uh, where's their wedding? How many people? Uh, do I have the right team players uh, lined up to take care of their weddings? In the beginning, it can be so overwhelming. I mean, kudos, virtual high five to you if you are booking brides, booking weddings nonstop. That is amazing. However, you got to get organized. It's going to be a time saver and a lifesaver because when it comes time to communicating with brides and communicating with your clients, you need to make them feel like they are the only wedding that you have. You need to make them feel like they are the most important bride that you will ever have. That's good business, but you have to stay organized. Um, for my business, I use a platform called 17 Hats. There's one very similar out there right now called HoneyBook. Um, 17 Hats though is like half the price and I can link in the show notes too if you would like to check out 17 Hats. I can save you 50% off with the code and I'll put that in the link. I've been using 17 Hats now for, uh, gosh, oh, well over three years now and I would have to say that it's really easy to use. I can stay super organized. I can send contracts invoices, quotes. I have bookkeeping. I can send out questionnaires. Um, this just keeps everything organized all in one space. Very easy to use. And our brides love it too because they're able to pay things off electronically as opposed to like someone paying me cash, somebody paying me in check. Sometimes it can be tricky when you're dealing with a, a cash uh, money like, yes, cash is king. However, you need to track that. And sometimes that can get lost in translation. So I like personally having it done electronically. I feel like it is convenient. Yes, there is going to be a credit card uh, transaction fee. 
But you know what? Chalk it up to this is the cost of doing business. And most of the brides that are hiring my company are spending at least $1,500 per wedding. I don't know about you, but the the average um, uh, the average American uh, client, I would say they don't have just $1,500 laying around. They're getting married. They've already spent a ton of money on a photographer, a venue, their food, the DJ, the videographer, and then now us. Not to say that you should feel bad about charging them a a lot of money because you are worth it. You are very well qualified and you're super talented. But I do think though that most of our brides are charging this to their credit card. No judgment. Um, when I got married uh, almost five years ago, we put everything on our credit card right away uh, because it's expensive. And so by having that um, offer available to them is a convenience factor. Remember, this is all about elevating your business. You know, I feel like if you were to say, oh, cash or check only, I feel like, oh, is that kind of sketchy? You know, I think that that brides would prefer to put it on their credit card because they want to stay organized too with all of their invoices and all of their bills because they have a lot of people in their in their arena that they need to pay. And if they can have that via email that they can um, log in, they can check in on, it keeps them organized. And so by having a platform that's allowing you to create that um, and create invoices and create quotes, I think is just, it's it's super smart. It's professional. It looks really good. And so I would highly recommend that. Like I said, I use personally 17 hats. It costs a little less than um, uh, $200 a year and it's so worth it. Please do not pinch your pennies in this area. You need to get organized for sure. Okay. So let's talk about your contract, okay? The contract, it can help minimize a dispute. It can solve a problem. You can include things like redos, refunds, returns, your travel costs, the payments, the payment plans, late payments, the minimums, um, your, uh, how you want the payments done, how you want people to be ready. Include everything as possible in this contract because they're going to sign it you're going to sign it, and that's that. It's just great for all-around protection, protecting them, protecting yourself, protecting your business, protecting your team. You need this contract. So I want to just tell you a little bit about things that are included in to my contract. Um, this works out good for us. It may not necessarily be great for your business, depending on what type of business you're running, but I will say this works great for us, especially because I've come across some challenges um, since we've launched our business back in 2014. So something, a few things that I would include is safety. If you are a freelancer, if you're going on location, you need to make sure that you have liability insurance, whether that's covered through the company that you're working for or if you have it yourself. Liability insurance is very affordable. I believe that you could get it through your homeowner's insurance, your car insurance. It could cost somewhere around like 20, 25 bucks to 30 bucks. 
a month and it is very well worth it. Liability insurance is a little bit more like a slip and fall, okay? We've, if you're a hairdresser, you've got cords laying out, okay? And if Tipsy Tina is walking through the hotel room and trips over your curling iron and it rips out of the wall, maybe the iron falls back and it burns her, I mean, this crazy stuff happens, okay? If you're a makeup artist, all of a sudden, um, there's a particular product that you're using on your client and all of a sudden her eyes are swelling up. Um, things happen. Um, hopefully you're a makeup artist who's super clean and tidy. So you're not, um, uh, you're doing multiple makeup applications and you're not spreading any type of infections because you know what? People have, um, herpes simplex and, and cold sores and pink eye. It happens, guys. You just need to be, you have to use your best judgment. You have to protect yourself. And safety is one of those things that you have to just include in your contract. Hopefully, too, you as an artist is very self-aware. I try my best to be very self-aware at all times. When I'm at the salon, when I'm on location, I want to make sure that my demeanor and my attitude is in check at all times. I'm also very conscious too of like my work environment. Am I like a crazy messy, which is, you know, we're creative. Sometimes that can be difficult for, for us, right? Sometimes it's all of a sudden like, we take a picture at the beginning of our work session and our all towels are folded, makeup brushes are clean. And then like five hours later and 10 people later, and it's like, what the heck just happened to my workstation? It is crazy messy. Just try to be, um, take a, just one minute in between guests, wash your hands, clean up as fast as you can, and just try to make things organized, you know? You never know when that photographer too is coming around and they're taking pictures and close-ups of your kit. Um, I'll never forget one time when one of my uh, wedding photographer friends (laughs) snapped a shot of this makeup artist's table and her brushes were filthy, filthy. And she was like, ew. All I got to say is ew. You don't want your clients, your brides, flipping through their photo album and seeing a picture of your dirty station. Just be self-aware. Safety, cleanliness is key. Have safety a part of your contract though. Behavior. So sometimes weddings can be um, a party, which I love. But what happens when all of a sudden this party goes a little crazy? Drugs, maybe lots of swearing, disrespect. How should they act? How do you expect them to act? This is something that you would want to include in your contract. You know, I also have to think of my team who's on their lo- on the location. Like if, I don't know, if they were in an unsafe environment, they're, maybe they're doing drugs, maybe people are getting into a fight. I don't know. Sometimes this happens. Just know that you are in control and you will allow how people treat you. So if something is going on at the wedding or even throughout their engagement, if somebody is calling you up, harassing you, emailing you nonstop, you need to set the tone. You need to set that clear expectation of what's acceptable and what's not. Because unfortunately, there are people out there that will take advantage of you and disrespect you and you need to have some game plan in line 
to prevent that from happening. And this has happened to me before and it's not fun. It was, I was a little scared. I wasn't really for sure how to handle the situation because I never came across it before. But you know, if somebody is out of line, you got to put them in line and there's a tactful way to do it, but make sure this is included in your contract. That way you can always go back and say, you know, I understand you're upset or, you know, whatever the situation is and say, in my contract, I state that this is not allowed. And what you're doing right now is not allowed. And be okay with just calling it quits. You don't have to service anybody that that uh, is treating you that way or disrespecting you that way. It is the money is is not worth it. There's always going to be money available to you if you have that mindset. Just know that and a, a behavior that is disrespectful and abusive is never tolerated. I get I get a little heated about those things because it's never it's never fun when somebody is unhappy or somebody is is treating you not the way that you do that you deserve. So put this in your contract and Make sure that you're protected, your team is protected, your business is protected. Okay, let's talk about being ready for us. Um, If you are doing care, if you're doing makeup, you have an expectation of how you want that client to arrive for their appointment, whether it's that trial appointment or the day of appointment, whether it's for the bride, the mother of the bride, the bridal party, the flower girl, Whoever you are serving, you have an expectation of how you want them to arrive. You need to state this clearly in the contract. I would also go to the distance of reminding them, this is how I want you to show up. Um, This is something that is a little bit newer into my contract for the fact, (laughs) I have another story, is that one of my brides showed up to her trial appointment with extremely dirty hair. I mean, dirty there was like a bottle of dry purple shampoo crusted onto her scalp. It was oily. She had her hair done, she stated, the day before with hair extensions that were clip-ins that were like the the back combing that was done. I don't even know. It was like such a hot mess, rat nest. And I only had X amount of time to create her hairstyle for her it was a hot mess so therefore be very careful of how you describe how you want somebody to arrive to their appointment so I state very clearly exactly what products you should be using prior and hair should be uh, prepped the day before or the day of prior to your service. If you show up with dirty hair, you will be charged this amount of money and I'm going to send you away and you're going to have to remake your appointment. You guys, this may sound super strict, but it's going to save you so much time and money and stress in the long run. The more specific that you can get with your contract and your business and how you want it to operate and your systems and your processes, the better off you are. And again, when when we come up with these um, challenges in our business, we just have to take a seat back. Don't get too flustered about it. And just remember, okay, 
I got to I got to include that in my contract now. I got to come up with a solution because I mean, for me as a hairdresser, I can't work with greasy, dirty hair. And if they show up the day of with hair like that too, you know, it just makes me look bad. Like I'm not doing my job. I wasn't able to create the volume and and the longevity. But I'm sorry, you showed up with really dirty hair. Um, it's totally unacceptable. I don't understand how people can think that that's okay. But you know what? You, people just need to be told specifically exactly what to do, what your expectations are, what your rules are, how they should prep their hair, their skin, and be ready for you. If you have a tight timeline, which I know that we do, we do um, hair and makeup every 40 minutes um, on the dot. Uh, we try not to go over at all and we arrive at this time. We're done at that time. It's a very tight timeline. And so we don't have time to wash and blow out your hair prior to your service. Sorry, not sorry. Put it in your contract. Send this out prior to their wedding, prior to their appointments and just highlight it. Make sure that they know this is extremely important. If you do not follow these rules, you do not get your service. Even if they've paid, I don't care. I'm, I'm just saying these things to you because I've come across these issues in the past and I would hate, hate to have you guys experience that as well. Okay, the environment. I always request chairs, outlet, a table. I need it to be a clean environment. I need to be by a window. Um, I've done hair and makeup in a barn before. This is not an environment that I would recommend. So (laughs) some people just don't know that you need to have a safe, clean environment that you can work out of. So I would be very specific on what your request is. Try not to get too like Beyonce, but you know, if you have like a a request on like bar height stools or things like that, just make sure that they're aware of it ahead of time. And there's no reason that you would need to be a diva about it. But I mean, is it too much to ask? Chairs, outlet table. I know some artists out there, freelancers, kudos to you. You've got your own chair, you got your own table, but you know what? If you're in the city, I mean, that is a lot of stuff to be carrying around. I mean, thinking about like your body and like how heavy all of that stuff is. And if you've got to walk blocks and parking your car, I mean, I, I would just make sure that they had that available for you. Um, also too, is it too hot or too cold? I did a wedding once and it was in the middle of winter during our polar vortex in Chicago and they decided that it was better for me to work in the bathroom with the window open. I was working in like 10 degrees weather because one of the clients was having like a hot flash. I was freezing. I'm like somebody get me some mittens because I just I'm like shaking that is just so unacceptable. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, that's, let's not be afraid to speak up. And I'm just saying that because I didn't. And afterwards, I was miserable. Um, I'm pretty sure I got sick afterwards as well, because it was just like ridiculous. You don't have to work in environments that are like that. Um, And the next one, things that we can't control. Um, This is something that my lawyer really advised me to, to put in there. Um, and it was basically things that are unavoidable. God forbid an accident. But what if? 
What if our car breaks down? What if we get a flat tire and we've got this tight timeline and I can't show up? What is the bride going to do? What, what are we going to do? Do we have a backup plan? Do we have people that we could call and count on? Do we have other people in the industry that we know that could help out if we needed somebody? What about all the money that they've already paid you? What happens? What happens if there was a very bad storm? What if the venue cancels? Most recently, unfortunately, a really nice wedding venue in our Naperville area canceled. They shut down. They went bankrupt. They closed all of their venues. And these brides had nowhere to go. What if they booked you for that wedding date and now the venue canceled? What, what happens? Do you return their money? What if they rescheduled their wedding, but yet you've already booked somebody else's wedding on that day? What happens? I mean, it really stinks for the bride. Um, I mean, you, you have to use your best judgment and you have to be ethical. You have to just do what's right in the end. But there's just some things that we just can't control. So include those things in your contract to save you, to protect your bride. Okay, changing agreement of services. This is a big one. I remember in the beginning, so I had all these weddings. And I'm trying to like organize them all because I didn't figure out that I needed 17 hats. <laughs> and and uh, I would have people at the last minute say, um, oh, you know, I know that I told you I wanted 10 people getting hair, but like all these people changed their minds. So really it's going to be the two of us. Oh, okay. so we went from 10 hair services to two? I was counting on that money. Or what if I booked my team and they're counting on that money? That's just not going to fly. So how I did it, well, I changed what works for me is everybody has to commit and prepay three months prior to the wedding. Maybe a little bit different from other hair and makeup companies out there, but what I wanted to avoid is if I'm promising my my makeup artist, I'm promising my hairstylist, they're going to walk away with $500, $700. I need to make sure that that payment is going to be there. If we're blocking out our whole entire day for this wedding, I want to make sure that we're walking out profitable and that we didn't just get abused. From 10 to 2 people, ugh, I'm telling you, this happened many times in the very beginning. If you have this in your contract and say, if you agree that you're going to commit to seven services or $700 of minimum, then you cannot change this. You can increase it if time allows and if talent is available, but you have to commit. If I'm going to commit to you, you have to commit as well, right? Okay. Um, canceling and refunds. Um, some people may ask for a refund. Some people may decide that they don't want to get married anymore. What is your policy when they cancel on you? Or like I said, when that venue canceled. You have to have something in writing. You have to have something that protects you because you have a cash flow, I imagine, in your business. And if, if uh, Tina paid you uh, five months ago in full and you've already allocated that dollar, the, that dollar amount towards something else and then all of a sudden now she wants a refund because yada, 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 what are you going to do? Have something in writing about what works good for your business if, if this situation was to arise. Um, also, photo release. 
Um, hopefully you're taking a ton of pictures at the trial, the day of, maybe even connecting with the photographer, the videographer. You need to use those images. If you are going to market yourself as a bridal artist, you need to have great content year round. You need to use those images year round to capture your next bride, capture the next wedding party and having behind the scenes images and even for your protection as well because if the bride is asking for a low chignon and something you know some tundrals down in front they show you an, uh, an image of what they're looking for you give that to them you take pictures and maybe they come back and say oh i don't like this and i don't like that you have proof of what you did so you can at least analyze and talk about it where did i miss my mark did I not meet your expectations of your design? How does this inspiration image look different from the, the actual result of what I gave you? Having those images are super important. They're great for social media content. They're great for um, capturing your new uh, bride next go around, especially if they're looking for something specific and then you've already done it in the past. You have those images that you can send to them. So those are the different things that I include in my um, in my contract. So I hope that was helpful. Um, like I said, I've I've seen some crazy things. I've had some difficult situations, and you just you have to protect yourself. You know, um, the last thing that I want to happen to you is for you to feel abused and to feel burnt out. Or to feel like you're not making the money that you should be. Or people just misbehaving. You know, I'll, I'll never forget uh, this past year I had a, a wedding and the they wanted to change the timeline at the last minute. They wanted me to come later and stay later. And I was like an hour away from home. And um, on the timeline I, I had uh, the mother to do. And she decided at the last minute... She's too tired to sit and get her hair done. So I kid you not, she jumped in the bed and decided to take a nap as opposed to sit in my chair when her timeline said that I would be doing her hair. And so what happened was, I kid you not, it's, it was crazy. I was like, I got to take a picture of this. No one's going to believe me that this is actually a true story. So I just told her, you know, since since you decided that you're not going to sit in my chair at the time that you um, are scheduled to get your hair done, I may not be able to do everybody else on the list because I am leaving here at this particular time. Um, and they were a little upset about it. But you know what? It, okay, be upset. But that's not what we agreed to. And it was in my contract as well. So if, if you know, Tina got a little tipsy and decided that it was okay to take a nap on my clock, mm-mm. These things happen. Having a contract is going to save your business, save yourself. And when you're up against these crazy situations, you're going to know exactly how to handle them and what to do. So just stay positive, stay in faith that your business is going to succeed. It's going to thrive. I believe in you. I know that by listening to this episode and my podcast, I'm so grateful for you that you stuck around and stayed here. I'd love to know what you think about this episode. Um, and if there's any comments that you guys would like to leave, feel free to drop me um, a, a message. And I hope this helps. So good luck with you all. And until next time, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.
Hey friends, thanks for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to subscribe. And if you love this podcast, I would so appreciate to get a review from you. And there's more ways that we can connect as well. Send me a voice message and tell me where you're at in your business and how I can help you through this podcast. Thanks so much for being a part of this. And until next time, you can be the game changer.